Get in the cart. Right at us. The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast. And just like that, it is the middle of March. Welcome to the Party of Four podcast. I'm Ben Hutchison alongside my trusty buddy, Andy Michelson. Just thrilled to be here. I feel like that's the ongoing theme and kind of like an evergreen tweet. It's good anytime. That's exactly the same thing right now. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Just pure laughter. Well, there was a little bit of laughter, maybe some tears at the Players' Championship. Looks like Andy just actually spilled some coffee all over. over It's burning through his quarter zip. This is why we should always have a camera. We show people the studio, and you get Andy pouring coffee on himself. All right. It's kind of that uh, Mike Tyson analogy. you got to plan until somebody punches you in the mouth. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, let's go. No timeout needed? (laughs) No, no No timeout. Let's go. All right. Well, Cam Smith, he gets the big win. I don't know. I think he just seems like a really likable guy. Yeah, su- super likable guy. And uh, it, he's going to be uh, – I, I feel like he's going to be the Jim Furyk of this generation. Uh, he's just an automatic ATM. Uh, won the FedEx Cup, right? Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, won the FedEx Cup last year. Uh, didn't know what to do with his $15 million. Now he's got another conundrum. Now he's got to figure out what to do with his $3.6 million. <laughs> Um, really nice story too, with his family, uh, finally being able to see his family uh, for the first time in two years because of, uh, Australia's crazy COVID restrictions as of late, especially have his mom and sister there. Yeah. Yep. Really cool. They were able to see him for the first time in two years. So that was, that was pretty cool for him to win in front of them. And the perspective that everyone needs to take from that has nothing to do with the golf shot that he hit. What did he say? I didn't really care about golf. I was focused on my family. I was focused on. Kind of those moments, which were the perfect distraction for the big event that was in front of them. I say it all the time. Sometimes people prepare in different ways. Sometimes people, you know, uh, find that magic in different ways and to each his own. But sometimes it's really important to make sure that you're balancing that. Um, I say that a lot with the junior players, too. Like, don't focus on the score or certain certain aspects of golf. Like, there's so many other things that contribute to you playing well. And you're just your general happiness. He did. He was like, 100%. well, golf winning was just a plus to the couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, it was just like a cool, cool climax to it all, right? I mean, to, he said the, the the hug that he gave his mom when he saw her get off the plane was, was bigger than anything over those last two weeks. I'm not in that spot to say that verse 3.6 million, but <laughs> I get it. It's, it's cool. It's nice. <laughs> and how gutsy was that shot on 17? During the final round, oh. stuck it close, pretty there's much n- sealing the victory. There's zero chance he was trying to hit that shot. He <laughs> totally hung that out to dry. He was trying to put it in the middle of the green? No, yeah, no chance. <laughs> he was trying to hit it in kind of the back middle of the green, take that slope, and, and let it run right down the hole. We've seen that shot before. Two putt for par. Yeah, there's no chance he was trying to hit that shot. But he needed every one of them, which was absolutely insane. And then what happened on 18 was an absolute train wreck. How, how do you even... <laughs> How does it even come into the realm of possibility, you hitting it in the water? Why would you even open that door? Yeah. Three-shot lead. Three-shot lead at that point. Oh, boy. Take well, a, Take your putter out. Just just, 
just put it down the fairway. Do something. Do something else other than that. I think it kind of just concluded the weekend. You know, it was a weird weekend. You had all of the delays and everything else. It was prolonged. So why not just that extra little drama on 18? Yeah, it was it was actually a great finish to a to a tournament that unfortunately uh, didn't get the fanfare that it, it deserved because it's always a great event every year, but with all the all the rain delays and you know people traditionally that that would tune in on a Saturday and Sunday, you know, turn it on the TV and it's like, wait, what the heck's going on here? We're in the middle of the second round on a Sunday. I don't I don't get it. I'm just gonna go do something else. <laughs> so I I feel bad for that uh, for that golf fan not not being able to see it, but it was a it was a pretty cool finish. And there's always a second place, and that was Anurban Lahiri. He was looking to become the second Indian golfer to win on the PGA Tour, came up just short, one stroke back. He said, I think after, he's just like, you know, this was as good a chance to get it done and get a win. So if you're him, trying to not just play for, you know, himself, but his heritage and everything else, and, you know, it's it's pretty cool, but there's a lot of pressure there. And now where does he go from here? I mean, you take something like this and you, you you only go up. He and he talked about it in his um, press conference that the fact that this is the best field in golf, and for him to not backdoor top ten it or you know not have just a good round on Sunday to to you know get into the mix. He goes, I was in the mix. I was part of the mix, and what he's going to get from that is is massive for his game. You know what surprised me was actually how little success he's had in his record. But man, I feel like I've heard the guy for a long time. I'm very familiar with him. I've you know, I've seen his golf swing and everything else. And it's one of those guys that like you see on TV and before the name comes up, like I know who that guy is. So it's it was kind of interesting to me or surprising that he hasn't actually either won on the PGA tour or kind of more top tens. It feels like it feels like he's been part of the scene. I don't know if it's maybe is he I think he's part of a presence cup or what, but Seemed like he's he's been part of the scene more than his actual record showed. I think did he go pro about twenty fifteen or so? I was trying to look something at some like, stats. Yeah, but something like that. He's been on the scene, like you said, six or seven years. The leaderboard though, it wasn't filled with the the regulars, if you will. Yeah, the players never is. The players is actually because it's such a big field and such a deep field, very rarely do you get the I shouldn't say that. I would say back Back in the day, the players was really known for those kind of first-time winners, the Craig Perks of the world, the you know those those type of winners. We've seen some more traditional ones in the very recent history, but um, a very important spot usually for breakthrough wins, whether it's the first win or whether it's like the first meaningful win. That was I remember Sergio Garcia winning it, and he had so many close calls and so many just regular tour wins that when he won the players, like that was that was massive. For, for his career and Adam Scott, the first big thing he won was a, was a players back in the day. So it, it's, it's usually kind of one of those tournaments that spring either springboard somebody's career or it's their first win or, or um, it's kind of a big first step. Uh, if that, if that makes sense, or even, even the climax to a great career, Fred Funk, Fred Funk won it um, when he was 48 or 49. And, uh, you know, had a, had a nice career, but that was just uh, the climax to it all. Another uh, friend of the program, Adam Hadwin, uh, we hung out with him on the Callaway truck uh, a couple of years ago at Medina. <laughs> he finished tied we for ninth. next to his bag. Nope. <laughs> we hung out. He popped over there and uh, had a couple words. So, yeah. We say, hey, what's up? Nice to see him. Yeah, he was right outside the truck. So, um, 
He is 5'8". I looked it up because I was like... Oh, he's little. Man, like, it, little it still amazes me. Um, he was super friendly. Maybe that was just the Canada nice. Um, but how far these guys hit the ball? I mean, it's like Rory. It's like it's just the mechanics of golf in the swing still just blow my mind. There's a there's a specialness to to professional golfers. That's that's much in the same of any other professional sport, right? Not every guy can jump, you know, forty inches in the air and dunk a basketball. There are certain people that inherently, <clears throat> I think, are born with you know some of the fast twitch elements that uh, golf requires as far as creating speed. You know, you see the same type of um, you know tennis players. They're little and they hit the ball 140 miles an hour, right? Um, just certain people are wired in a certain way, and, and instruction has gotten that much better where you're seeing now a larger gamut of players um, playing this game, and they're playing it at just a different level and a different speed. Not necessarily better. Uh, the stats aren't aren't necessarily saying that their scoring average is all that much better, but it seems like the focus is definitely more on the power game than it is on the short game, which actually is funny because the less it's relied on the short game and the short game's gotten worse – doesn't matter. The score's about evened out. No, it's absolutely fascinating. I did want to ask you and get your feeling on the controversy that was mixed in with Daniel Berger on the 16th hole. He was one of my picks to win. He was right. He was one of my picks to win. He was right. A couple top fives this year. I was a little upset at how things went down. But for those that didn't really see it, he hit a shot, he believed, crossed over the water near the green, and two golfers he was with were like, nah, we're skeptical. We're not too sure about this, and they had a big debate over where he should drop. But they weren't standing directly behind him on that line, right? You you would literally have to be standing directly behind him like the camera had the best angle. They're directly behind him. Watch that shot come in. He hits a cut. It starts in the middle of the green and then cuts off to, uh, to right of the pin and in the water. And he was absolutely right of where that basically crossed the, the hazard line. <clears throat> the other two players are out of position to make that call. And it's really it's really curious. I don't know if it's true or not, but I was looking at some stuff on Twitter. I guess Joel Damon has been in the mix with a few of these other uh, types of controversies on drops and uh, players not always feeling like he's coming out on the side of, of the players or mutual side of, of, of both players. Uh, I don't know if that's totally true or not, but I was seeing some some reports on Twitter about that. But I, Berger's the only one that really should be making that call, and the other two players should be confirming it. To actually confront him and make him change to literally an 80-yard difference, I mean, they really should have brought, like, the camera in on play uh, of that. Everything's traced by top tracer. I was going to say, you saw the top tracer angle from behind him. Right. Everything's traced by top tracer. They could literally pinpoint... Plus, um, they have that camera that's like 200 feet above that fairway. They could have literally pinpointed the exact spot that it crossed the hazard. I don't understand why we use technology in all other sports, but in golf, something as simple as dropping the ball in a proper location. Oh, we can't have we can't have uh, television be used. It's kind of dumb. It'd be no different than what they do in tennis with the replays there. Yeah, the chase replay. Right. And uh, you see where the ball bounces, and they're like, "All right, well, I guess that's how it is." Oh, absolutely. No more discussion. Absolutely. I did want to go over a couple of the best tweets I saw after the tournament. Uh, Start with Kevin Kisner, who actually had a really great weekend. He went super aggressive on 17, put it to like six feet, tweeted the clip of the shot, 
and said, scared money don't make money. <laughs> but that's not the best tweet he had because then he followed it up with a picture of a Chrysler Pacifica and said, my ride to Tampa. <laughs> Which I know for you as a guy who's been in the van market slash some would fight SUV. Oh, Pacifica's you know, it's, baller It's a total mode. van now. Total, it's a total van. It's a baller mode. Pacifica's Get sweet. the TVs in there. Yeah. Pacifica's awesome. So Kisner's, he's always good for entertainment. I mean. Yeah, he's. He's he's a guy that gets it. I mean, he he understands. I was actually talking about this with one of our our junior players. Like he understands the mix of intense and not intense. Like people that struggle with golf are are the people that focus on the wrong things. What score they're shooting, uh, their effort or intensity, uh, they they really struggle with or understanding what that actually means. You think a guy like Kevin Kisner is dry, you know, just absolutely just, you know, getting in his head for four to five hours during that round and focusing nonstop on every single shot or his score that entire time? No. He's focusing for like 15 or 20 minutes, and the other uh, four hours of his day, he's he's wondering what uh, what type of gas he's got to put in the Pacifica if it's <laughs> regular or premium and worried about that. He's he's got the right balance. He's got the right perspective. It's just like just like Cam Smith. He's got the right balance, the right perspective on on what makes a great golfer. It has nothing to do with all the other fluff. It has to do with what is right in front of you, and that's the golf shot you got to hit next. You mentioned the four to five hours, and I'm moving to Max Homa tweets after this. But he actually tweeted, I think, to Kisner, "Is golf just a hobby to you?" <laughs> because he like shows up and he plays well and. <laughs> Look at what I got, a couple hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, whatever, you know? I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, that's what, um, it's the right mix because you get a guy like Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth talked about his comeback, right? And, and his his comeback was a bit off the radar. And one of the things he said was, I need to get back to playing and putting, especially like when I was a kid, understanding the enjoyment of it, understanding that it's it's more instinct than it is technique and things like that. Um, somebody that has that perspective, Kisner is going to make a pile of money for his career. And then when they go to places like Quail Hollow, you know, Kevin Kisner understands at 7,600 yards, he's not able to compete. But as he said before, 20th place makes a boatload of money. <laughs> it's not a bad position to be in. So uh, did you actually know that he got suspended from his home course, the Palmetto Golf Club. Yeah, for not wearing a shirt. No. Well, maybe that was a different time. <laughs> the one I saw was when he had a Vice, you know, video, and he was doing cart races. So oh he lined gosh. up the carts, and then they all just I about took that. off. Yeah, this was what five, six years ago. I don't know, but <laughs> and then he tweets like, uh, "Things aren't going well. There's issues right now at the course." I know before he was like the Kevin Kisner that Kevin Kisner is now, which is like. The cool bar stool guy, right? Like kind of before before Kevin Kisner was big, he would get warnings <laughs> at that same golf club for for playing shirtless. <laughs> like he's I said, awesome. He's he's awesome. He he gets it. Like people that get it, I just I just love that perspective. And the guys that grind <laughs> their face off, like the Sean O'Hares of the world. I mean, he had two three good years, and now he's just fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting to get it back. And Sean O'Hare has. 20x the talent that a guy like Kevin Kisner has. Sean O'Hara was best-ranked junior in the country. Came out, was just gangbusters, was awesome. 
and then it just seems like he doesn't have fun when he plays golf. You can see guys that don't have fun when they play golf, like Chesson Hadley. Chesson Hadley looks like a five handicap when he plays golf, but he has a hell of a lot of fun doing it. Does the whole like, you know, flicking the finger type of thing every time he makes a birdie. Like that's an important part of it. Like you gotta have fun. This game drives you nuts. It's like ninety five percent just misery and like five percent glory. Like really relish that five percent. Like enjoy it. I don't really do either. I don't grind too hard on it, and I don't really not care enough about it. So maybe if I put a little into both, I'll be a really good golfer locally on the local level, of course. Well, a good way to think about it, right, is like if if you prepare properly for a test, right, you feel like when you actually take that test, you're going to do well. And, you know, it's it's no different in golf. If you've, if you've practiced the right way, if, if you're in a good mental space, then – Stuff will work out. Like these guys detach everything from from score. They don't. They're not talking about score. I never hear tour players talk about score, or how I shot that score. It's always the 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 different things that went along with it. Oh, I hit my wedges good today. I made a few putts. I hit some fairways. Oh, and then magically it became sixty eight. That's how you hear all of those guys talk, because they actually. Not only do they are they trained to to think that way, but they also believe they truly believe in that in that mentality. It makes you wonder too, even on like the amateur level, when people are breaking down every little bit of every little shot. I feel like they're not having as much fun as they could have. Yeah, it, it, exactly. But they always they always come back to the score, right? I've got yeah. I've got a couple of of college players um, that have been texting back and forth the last couple of days. Guys that worked been in our program before in our, our cat program and text them back and forth. Just, you know, they're struggling with, with scoring. I'm struggling scoring. I'm getting in my head. I'm getting mental. I'm getting this and that. And I'm like, whoever, whoever talked about any of that, like everything, everything in our world was shot to shot, maximizing your, your opportunities when you had them, making sure that you're practicing all the right things and, and things will come. The good things will come. And it's, it's just that instant gratification that golf never gives you. <laughs> golf, golf likes to be a process. Absolutely. All right, so I did want to get to the other favorite tweet. Uh, it was a Golf Digest writer at an airport. He said, Max Homa just made $327,222.22 at the players. I'm currently chatting with him at no the teddies. Jack's Airport Chili's. His wife booked him a flight while he was on the course today. He That's ordered, a mistake. He Always. ordered chicken tendies, and the waitress came back and said they ran out. Day Ruined. Homa, who I think is kind of like a king of Twitter, especially golf Twitter, retweeted with, this was devastating. (laughs) And then Chili's entered the Twitter chat. These are updates you weren't aware of. And said, not the tendies. Max Homa, DM us so we can make this more than right. How do you, after making a check for three days work of 320 something thousand dollars, how do you not just go sit down and go, eh, I'll just have one of everything on the menu and then throw out the other 90% of it that you didn't eat? Like it's, I like the real world problems I that do, he has. I do. Because that's do like too. me at Chili's when they'd run out. He's not on his private jet back to wherever he goes. I do too. And <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, <laughs> I think it was a Bubba Watson interview or something like that. These guys always have, and, I, and I'm the same way, like when I play bad, these guys always have a go-to just slumming it garbage meal that if they miss a cut, they just go eat. Like, uh, 
Wait, should I guess yours? Go ahead. Would that be White Castle? It's going to be White Castle, yeah. Know it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I play well, I go to White Castle. White Castle it for the win or the it loss. It doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, like Justin Thomas, uh, his is always Big Mac fries and a Coke and like some of these, which isn't that bad. Um, but like some, just some of these guys on tour, the, the way that they, they think and think and act, it's like you expect them to live this luxury lifestyle. It's like, no, they're just kids with a bunch of talent. It's like Matsuyama after winning the major, he was at the airport with like the trophy. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, he's right there. And they take a picture of him and he's just like cuddling with it. <laughs> so funny story. I had that exact same thing happen to me. Uh, <laughs> I won a tournament in 2015. It was that, uh, that national car rental one. And they didn't give me the box. So my carry on was a trophy. I looked like such a goon. You're walking, <laughs> walking through an airport and onto a plane just with this crystal trophy in your hand. And you're just like sitting with, with it on your lap. Conversation like, starter. Yeah. It's like, Oh, where'd you get that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, <laughs> If I could just get this thing mailed for 40 bucks, I'm going to do it right now. Like Waterford Crystal didn't give me the box. I just went to the store. So I'm literally sitting there on my lap going from Orlando back home just with this crystal just sitting sitting in my lap like, oh, that's that's cool. Man, if I was bigger on Twitter and I was around you, would have tweeted, oh tweeted that picture out for sure. <laughs> Today was my nine-year anniversary. I forgot to say this. Today oh. was my nine-year anniversary getting on Facebook. Oh, congratulations. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of gone downhill over the years, but hey, <laughs> yeah, me, we're living it. Me too. So yeah. follow us on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun. Never controversial. It's perfect. That's right. <laughs> see, that's why Twitter's just kind of like free and easy. Like, well, we'll just see where this conversation goes. Twitter's kind of unpredictable, so. It is. It keeps, is. It, keeps, it, keeps it fun. We should probably switch over to Mistwood. Uh, let's wrap up the Dome a little bit as far as we had our last tournament of the season. Uh, it was a fun year of indoor events over there. Yeah, it was It was awesome. It was another great year. Uh, obviously, the golf market is alive and well. It's still, still kicking, still killing it. Um, we're, we're even talking about now. We were, we were talking about some new things that we want to put in play in 2022, 2023. So uh, kind of our common theme. We're always thinking about the next big thing. Uh, we think the things that we did this year worked pretty well, uh, adding the new practice areas. Um for people to enjoy and and come out to, and still being a very a very affordable place to come practice and play and, and enjoy your time with friends. I mean, it's it's far less than uh, actually the cost of going and playing around a golf uh, in the summer, and uh, you're able to do it in the winter and still get some of the best food in the area. So, um, yeah, I think we're still doing all the right things, and, and definitely it's shaking out real well with uh, with our customer base. And uh, quick shameless plug, uh, sports bar over there, McCarthy Sports Bar. We have Sauce Madness coming up this week. Actually, let's play the promo. Every March, it's Will the Slipper Fit? Who will shock the world? Can David take down Goliath? Soon, we'll find out. There can only be one Sauce Madness champion. So it's 16 sauces pitted against each other, voted on by the people. So get over there, enjoy it, watch the March Madness. What, what's what's going to be your favorite one, and what's your least favorite? Uh, pineapple teriyaki might be my least favorite with Bloody Mary wing sauce is also an option. I just don't think those two would fly with me. I don't think I'd enjoy them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the 
Yeah, Bloody Mary would be pretty low on my list. I think the Nashville hot chicken is going to be a game changer. That one might crush for sure. Yeah. I did try the bacon aioli, and it's not the worst. And there's a chimichurri. Is it which like bacon enjoyable. bits on it? Or was, was I think there's a little, little bit of bits. A little it. bit of bits in there. Got it. Um, but I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for buffalo sauces, and we have a new version of the jalapeno cheddar buffalo. Oh. So yeah. if you like buffalo sauce, I think you'll probably enjoy that one. Uh, we said there's Carolina barbecue. Yeah. Which is a is Carolina Reaper or no, just the regular barbecue? Just regular. There is an Alabama white sauce, which Ooh. is also pretty good too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to choose from. It's but good. It's fun. If you like wings, check it out. Also, um, super pumped because golf season is upon us. It's what we do. We have a golf course as well. Yeah, we're. What's the main question you've been getting, Andy? When are we gonna open? When are we gonna open? <laughs> it's a desperate sixty degrees tomorrow. Question. Yeah. So, um, our, our our target is, and we we say this every single year. We we need about two to three weeks to get uh, the course up to our standards um, because. The few rounds we might be able to entertain in the next couple of weeks means nothing to us, right? And the fact that we want to maintain this golf course at the highest level that we possibly can. And um, I, I think what gets shortchanged this early in the year is how critical that transition from basically brown to green is and, and allowing uh, the grass to do that uninterrupted. And so over the next couple of weeks, you know, we've made some some massive changes to the um, – golf course maybe not necessarily the golf course but you know new car paths things like that uh that uh customers will see uh big beautification project around the first tee which i'm really excited about i've been uh trying to get that for a few years uh over the finish line we've we've got that going but just all the all the great things that we have out here just excited to to get it going i mean top tracer we're in our second season now uh having that at the performance center that's huge uh and and everything will be Kind of back and humping here in the next couple of weeks. We're we're excited about it. It's new carts. Well, yeah, I mean and new carts. Well, Timmy it's Wheels huge. hasn't been around. Timmy Wheels is a big time <laughs> Timmy Wheels character. Yeah, and we haven't talked about these new carts. We need to do episode two, Timmy Wheels. I mean, there's some new carts, some new features on those carts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They kind of just got dropped off in the middle of the night. I felt like, and I didn't know about it at the time. And I was like, whoa, new carts. But we said. Closer to the season, we'll talk about new cards. They're pretty sick. 2022, club cars, got yeah. the USB port. Everybody's going to be pumped. Dual port. I think you can get two oh, plugins. Two plugins. I mean, I glanced. I lifted up the little flap and checked it out. But I think it's two, one for each golfer. So it's nice. It's a smooth ride. It's nice. Oh, yeah, super smooth. It's, it's club cards, Cadillac golf carts. I've just been driving around the course, just, you know, checking them out, test driving them, make sure they work. <laughs> Gotta get you know every little bump. Taking those pretty extended smooth, lunch though. breaks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. instead of going and hitting golf balls, I just drive around the, the carts. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's quality control. That's fair. I do that with my dog too. But <laughs> <laughs> you put your dog in the cart and drive, or you take your dog for a walk. It sounds like we take the same path around. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. But I was saying that we saw Ben out there on a tractor, which was shocking because he was working. I mean, very shocking. I give him credit because I think he works really hard. Other people say, yeah. no, you won't see him most, actually do the work. Most of the time where, where Ben gets the most strain is usually in this uh, right pointer finger <laughs> where he can point to have other people do things. So the fact that he's giving that a little bit of a rest and, and getting on equipment, it's good to see. I know I can give everyone a hard time here if I want. <laughs> like I can, but it's fun for me sitting in a marketing position where I can see golf and 
agronomy, as it's called now, not maintenance. We're going agronomy. Oh, uh, it's the proper way to say it. It's the request oh. of Ben. Uh, so I like to see where you guys can kind of get new business cards, poke each other, like head of agronomy. I don't know if marketing wants to invest in that. I mean, he's a superintendent. I don't want to invest that $123 in those new business cards. He's still a superintendent. Yeah, that's true. But his overall department is the agronomy department, which is tough to say. He's fancy. Like Applebee's. (laughs) You love that song and I hate that song. I hate that song Now it's going to be inside everyone's heads, everyone's ears (laughs) right now. Just play it. (laughs) <laughs> there would be some major copyright issues if I just decided to drop that song in. Was it, is that, what's his name? Walker Hayes. Walker Hayes. Walker I'm Hayes. I'm going to see him this summer. Don't shake your head. You're excited about it. I don't know if you're taking your <laughs> wife or you're just going by yourself. The but wife bought the tickets. I'll put it that way. The <sighs> wife bought the tickets. You're like, he better play the song and not wait for the encore. <laughs> Applebee's better be first. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually how the night goes anyways. <laughs> Applebee's at five, concert later. Maybe we hit Applebee's before the concert. Maybe we could get them out here to sing the song on carpooling. There you go. Oh, that's another thing. We're bringing back the franchises this year. Yeah, the franchise tag. No more pandemic issues as far as video shoots being around each other. We're bringing them back. We're back to Major League Baseball. None of this minor league garbage. We are going full on carpooling, new guests, bringing it back. Easily our best our best segment yeah, that you've ever produced, easily. Pe- people enjoy that one. I think I'm going to have to dip into the budget and ask for another, like a new GoPro. I think we need to add a GoPro. And about 15 microphones, new GoPro. Um, the microphone situation, we might be okay. But <laughs> I'm super pumped because we already have a couple guests picked out for carpooling. Um, other things coming back, Ben's in the bunker, uh, variations of stuff to spice it up, make it more fun. That's been a classic. We've done more than 20 episodes of that. We've been to all the holes that have bunkers on them, but now we're getting new bunkers put in and stuff or redone, so it's always fun to check on those with the uh, turf walls and stuff. So I don't know, man. We got we got a lot. It's going to be a busy, busy spring, busy summer. We're going to try to entertain, have fun, have people out here. I think that's what it's all about. That's 100% what it's all about. We don't want people coming out here like, oh, no, I shot 107. You shot 107? But you watched a Facebook video of us, and you loved it. So your experience was great. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Between your four putt, no big deal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to take your mind off of it, awesome. No, it's going to be great. So looking forward to it. Like you said, hoping to open up at the end of the month, beginning of next month at the very latest. And uh, Ben and his crew are busy at work. And I'm excited. Can't, yeah, I cannot wait for the season to start. It's always it's always fun and invigorating to get back out here. Oh, we'll hopefully talk to you guys every couple of weeks. So That's our plan. We're on a every, schedule. Every couple of weeks, we're on a schedule. <laughs> we, made, right. we made promises to these people. Well, that was fun. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will talk to you next time. Get in the cart. Right at us. Lord! The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four a Mistwood Golf Club podcast.